came and gave his life on a cross so that you and I might be free. Isn't that good? The finished work of the cross is absolutely extraordinary and captivates my heart. And the more I contemplate what he did for me, the more I begin to know about myself. Uh, you may have to turn me down just a little bit up there. Okay, I'm, I'm, you know, I know you're working on that. Well, this morning we have the privilege of coming together and sharing around the feast uh, that was given to us, uh, the communion. And it's a feast when uh, the saints, who are they? Oh. <laughs> Amen, brother. <laughs> the saints can come together and commune one with another and celebrate our common unity in Jesus. Well, that's where we're heading here in just a few minutes. But uh, as I've prayed and as we've sort of interacted, I've interacted with the influencers in my life, Jim and others, and um, I just really sense that, you know, as we spend some time together uh, in these services, that God wants to do something fresh and unique. Isn't that novel? That God would want to do something fresh and unique? Um, and I don't know what you're wrestling with this morning. Maybe it was some of that which I prayed about earlier uh, with you. And I just encourage you to lay it down. You know, just whatever, identify it, whatever it is, and just lay it down at the feet of Jesus. He's paid for it all. Um, And out of then the relationship that we have in him and out of the identity of who we are, out of recognizing that he is good, we just sang about it, I didn't plan that, uh, and he's a good, good father, and uh, it's who I am, I am who he says I am, that's what makes you a saint or me a saint. It's what we've grasped onto by virtue of the gospel, that we could do nothing to earn God's love. We could do nothing to keep his love. And in spite of that, God from eternity has brought the enormous gift of Jesus to us and invited us into that immense um, intimate relationship. Well, we're going to celebrate that in just a minute, but I, what I've sensed in my heart is that God wants to um, help us understand who we are, and one of the ways that he helps us understand who we are uh, is actually to hear his voice and then to speak. I'll pick that up so I don't stomp it and have red all over. Um, hear his voice and then speak uh, out of that to the people around us. Uh, so... We could say, well, this is about prophetic utterance, a gift, one of the gifts of the Spirit, and yeah, we'd probably be right. But it's really more about how God wants to encourage you and how God wants you then to encourage someone else. You do recognize there's much in this life that will discourage you if you allow it to. And there are plenty of people around you that will also 
for whatever reasons, uh, enter into that discouraging of you process. Uh, well, God has a better way. And um, it is to give us, because of Jesus, the pouring out of His Spirit so that the Spirit of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, will now live His life in us and out of that wellspring of life of the Spirit in us, we can minister life to the people around us. So I want to do a little, eh, maybe 15-minute foray back into the Scriptures and look at uh, one of the first places where God took of the Spirit that was on uh, Moses and gave it to then an expanded group of people, in this case, 70. And of course, if you follow this all the way forward, we come to Acts chapter 2 and everybody gets the Spirit. All who call upon the name of the Lord uh, are saved and receive the fullness of that Spirit. Well, let's begin in Numbers chapter 11. If you'll turn there and I'll just read a couple of texts and we'll walk through a couple of texts real fast. Um, Numbers chapter 11. I want to begin reading at verse 11 and I'll just hit the high points. Um, verse 16 says, So the Lord said to Moses, Gather to me seventy men of the elders of Israel, whom you know to be elders of the people, and officers over them, and bring them to the tabernacle of meeting, that they may stand there with you. Verse 17. Then, Moses, I will, take, um, I will come down and talk with you there, and I will take of the Spirit that is upon you, and I will put the same upon them. Wasn't that cool? That God wasn't going to just keep the Spirit on Moses. He wanted to share the blessing. Uh, they shall bear the burden of the people with you that uh, you may not bear it alone. And then if you slide over to verse um, 24, so Moses then went out and told the people the words of the Lord uh, had given him, and he gathered the 70 men of the elders and the people and placed them around the tabernacle. Verse 25. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke to him and took of the Spirit that was upon Moses and placed the same upon the 70 elders. And it happened then that the, when the Spirit rested upon them that they began to prophesy. And depending on the translation you're reading, some translations say, although they never did so again, uh, and others say, and they did not um, cease to do so. That's very different, but what we do know from this text is that it was the heart of God from the very beginning uh, not to reserve himself in independence, but to give himself away uh, to everyone. And we see the first level of that, the Spirit being given to uh, the 70. Um, so then as we see in verse 26, two men who were supposed to be there remained in the camp. And the names, their names were Eldad, and the others was Medad. And the Spirit rested on them also, and they were among those listed, but they had not gone out uh, to the tabernacle, yet they prophesied in the camp. So they didn't show up to the meeting, but they still got it. They still got the, the impartation um, of the Spirit, and they began to prophesy in the camp. So Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, one of his choice men, answered and he said, Moses, my Lord, forbid them. They didn't come to the meeting. How dare them get the same gift and then prophesy out of it. So forgive them. And then Moses, in verse 29, uh, said to him, um, Are you zealous or jealous for my sake? 
Oh, that all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit upon all of them. What is your expectation this morning in terms of receiving uh, the full measure of what God has for you and then being able to turn around and share that with people that you meet? Um, our friend uh, Judy Haig, who's sitting up here, raise your hand, Judy. Uh, she is visiting with us, and she and two of uh, our f- other friends went out to lunch. Just a quick anecdotal story, and in the midst of that uh, luncheon, the, um, um, the, the waiter, no, I was listening to the whistle over here. <laughs> Somebody turn your telephone off. Okay. Um, the waitress came and Judy asked if they could, anything that they could pray for, for her. All of a sudden she said, yeah, I won't go into her prayer request, but they, these three ladies, uh, prayed for her around the lunch table and um, evidently she was very touched. Now if I'd have been on the ball, and this morning I wasn't, I would have brought a little photograph of what happened because Judy photographed it with her phone. At the end of the luncheon, uh, the waitress came back, and after they had ordered their dessert, they, at this particular restaurant, are given the liberty to decorate the plate and the dessert in whatever way seems right. Well, this gal uh, took uh, whatever confectionery, uh, presumably some kind of a sweet gel around the key lime pie, it looked like to me, and drew a cross, and at the bottom said, God bless you. You know... Now, the point of that is simply to say God always gives his presence and his spirit in order that we might give it away. And that's happening as Carter shared with Michael and Michael shared with us and Judy shared with me and I share with you. And if we had time, there would be countless numbers of ways God is using his people in this day. Why? Because his presence is living in you. His spirit is resting upon you. Uh, Turn over to Joel chapter 2, a very familiar text. Joel chapter 2, that's in the uh, the end of the Old Testament and the minor prophets here. Joel chapter 2, verse 28, it says, And it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Can you say all flesh with me? All All flesh. Uh, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall, shall see visions. And also on my men servants and my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And if uh, you're familiar with the text of Scripture, the fulfillment of that was in Acts chapter 2 on the day of Pentecost when the spirit came with power. So that he is now available to every one um, of us whether you're a man or whether you're a woman, whether you're old or whether you're young, God has a gift for you, and it is the gift of himself by virtue of his spirit who wants to live in you and simply walk around as you. Turn a couple of pages to the right, more toward the New Testament, and you come to the book of Amos. In Amos chapter 3, verse 7 Uh, It says, Surely the Lord God does nothing unless He reveals His secrets first to His servants, the prophets. For the lion has roared, and who can but fear? The Lord God has spoken, and who can but say so, prophesy? 
You see, we make prophecy in the church some spooky kind of thing. You know, thus saith the Lord, and we put all kinds of religious connotations on it. And really, what we're going to see here in just a moment is that prophecy is nothing more than giving an encouragement uh, to God's people. It's speaking the heart of Jesus to those people that are around you. In fact, turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. I'm going to look at a couple texts here and then one more in uh, 1 Peter, and then we'll end. Uh, But in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, uh, verse 1, it says, Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you might prophesy. Now, if you're familiar with the text of 1 Corinthians 12, speaking in tongues and prophecy, etc., there was uh, some difficulty in the church in Corinth, um, and, and Paul was bringing then uh, the revelation of the Spirit to them, and he was saying it's a good thing to, to desire spiritual gifts. In fact, we're told elsewhere uh, uh, not to repudiate them, not to look down upon them, you know, not, not to squelch them, not to quench the Spirit's uh, movement. And so we come to the 14th chapter, verse 13. He says, I'll show you a more excellent way. Here's the most excellent way, and that is to love people. Do you know the Spirit of Jesus always wants to do that? For God so loved the world. Aren't you glad that's in there? That relates to me. God so loved the world. He loved me in my sin enough to come and give his life on a cross so that I could have and share and partake in his life. And now, verse four, chapter, one, chapter 14, verse 1 says, Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you might prophesy. But why? Because the one who speaks in a tongue um, does not speak to men, but speaks to God, and no one understands him. However, uh, in the Spirit we speak mysteries. He's not saying don't speak in tongues. He's saying when you do that, you're not talking to people. You're talking to God. Uh, But then he says in verse 3, but he who prophesies, he who speaks forth um, the sense of God's uh, love toward other people, he who prophesies speaks uh, for their edification, for their exhortation, and for their comfort. But he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. So what I'm saying to you this morning is that the, very, the presence of God is resting in us. Uh, if you have come to rest your life in Jesus, the King, uh, if you have received the forgiveness of sin, if the blood of Jesus has been applied to your life, if you've been born of the Spirit, if you're a Christian, a thousand different ways we could say it, the Spirit of God is living His life in you, And every day we have a choice to allow him uh, to show himself fully to us and through us to other people. Uh, Or I can pick up something that will derail me or I can choose to walk in the victory that is freely given to me through Jesus. Uh, So prophecy then is simply speaking encouragement to another person. Uh, It's building them up. It's exhorting them to move on, to grow in Jesus, to be all they can be, to let Jesus really love them, uh, and it's a word of bringing comfort to other people. Now, I'm saying that because when we come to communion here in just a moment, we're going to have opportunities for you to uh, risk 
speaking a word of encouragement to other people. Nobody's going to check if you do. You know, we don't, don't, don't panic. Oh, my goodness, what do I say? Ask him. Now, when we come to 1 Peter, uh, then chapter 4, uh, it says in verse 10, As each one has received their gift, minister it to one another. As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another um, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. You see, the point is, is that God has called each one of us to steward his presence uh, and to use his presence uh, then in order to minister out of what he's given to us. So what's the Lord given to you is the question. Uh, and can you give out of that a wellspring to those people uh, who are around you? Now, you might be here and you might go, I've never done that before. That's okay. This is a safe place. Keep your words encouraging. Keep your words exhorting. Keep your words comforting. And you'll stay out of trouble. You don't have to direct someone. You don't have to correct someone. You simply need to love other people and speak out of the presence of Jesus in your life. As you have received the gift, minister it one to another. Now, you thought we could come to these meetings week after week and be safe. Meaning hide. Meaning never be involved. No, we get to do something. This morning we're going to come and we're going to celebrate communion and as we are coming, everyone can get out of their chair and come and partake of the elements. If you are unable to do so because of a physical uh, restraint or, or movement, simply get our attention and one of our elders will bring the elements to you. So this isn't about a guilt trip. This is about an opportunity to love people this morning. So let's just take a minute before I do the words of institution and we begin to come uh, for the elements. Let's just take a minute and ask, ask God what he wants to do first in your heart. Maybe he's shown you something that you need to lay down. My admonition to you is lay it down. Maybe he's shown you something that you're holding on to and he's asking you to drop at the feet of Jesus. Well, then I just ask you to drop it at the feet of Jesus. See, maybe God simply wants to comfort your heart this morning and love you in an intimate and a very uh, profound, personal kind of way. Would you open your heart to that this morning? Now, maybe God wants to use you to speak a word of encouragement to someone who's near you. Maybe it's someone you've never known before. So it will require some faith and some risk. Father, thank you for giving us an opportunity to be the body of Christ. Lord, thank you that we, not, we need not just come and observe, but that you're moving the body upon the face of the earth in these days to be intimately involved in the works of the kingdom. Lord, you've called us to pray. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done upon the earth as it is in heaven. And we ask that today that would be the case. 
that the kingdom of Jesus, where Jesus rules and reigns, would in fact touch each one of our lives. And Lord, as we give ourselves to you afresh, we give you the right to speak to us. Words of comfort, words of admonition, words of exhortation, words of encouragement for ourselves. Would you also give us the boldness to perhaps share a word of encouragement and love to someone who may be desperately in need of it. On the night in which Jesus was betrayed, eating with his disciples, he took the bread and he broke it saying, this is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, after Jesus had eaten with the disciples, he took the cup and pouring it out, he said, this is the blood of the new covenant poured out for you. As often as you drink of this, do this in remembrance of me. Are you beating yourself up for some flesh habit? Behold the blood of Jesus that covers all of our sin. Father, take these common elements this morning, this bread and this cup, and would you use them for our common good and purpose? Lord, would you release within us, would you activate something in us as we come before you and receive from you? And as we receive, God, would you give us confidence and boldness as you lead to share out of that gift to those around us. Lord, we praise you this morning. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you for his body broken. God, would you use it in our lives. Would you make us one, God, as you've prayed, Jesus, that we would be one. Would you make us one more than, more than just our what our minds can understand. God, would you make us one with the full recognition that Jesus, you are in us and the Father is in you and you are in us and we are in you. God, that's not heresy. That's the gospel. And Father, would you release that in us today as we come and celebrate our common life together God, if there's anything we need to lay down, may we do it before we come. And may we drink life and grace and peace and eat healing unto our souls. We give you praise, God, this morning in the name of Jesus. I'll ask that our worship team, if you would come. And uh, what we're going to do this morning is to come forward and to serve ourselves, the elements, there is bread from which you can take and eat, or there are individual pieces if you prefer. Uh, you can do that. There will be some prayer teams up here, and we would be glad to pray for you. Uh, but I want to say to you, each one of you this morning, you are authorized and deputized by Jesus to minister out of the life that is in you. Is
Is that kosher? Yeah, the gospel. That means that there might be people next to you while you're waiting who would say, you know what, will you pray for me? Bless them. It's not your words, it's the intent of your heart. You know, maybe there, maybe there's, just, there's, there's, there's a word of encouragement that God's put on you for the person, two or three people from you. Share that word. Take a risk. Love on God's people this morning. We're going to linger and we're going to bless uh, you over, over here. There'll be some stations. Uh, but this is body life ministry this morning. How about if we begin in the balcony? And we'll ask you to come forward at this time. These stations are open. Uh, Michael, go ahead and, and set those down and let people serve themselves. That way we'll have two lines that will go right around. Oh, for those. Okay, thank you. My bad. If you need to have the elements brought to you, just raise your hand and we'll be glad to do that. Let's celebrate the life of Jesus in our midst. Don't see my 
Don't see my 
shall we? Yeah, we bless you, God. Thank you that you took our place on the cross. Continue to worship for another song or two. Just feel free to slip out if that's your schedule and heart to do so. Feel free to do that. But also, feel free to love on somebody as you do that. Share a word with them. Give them a big hug around their neck, a handshake, whatever that might be. Share the love of Jesus with the folks around you. Somebody near you needs that touch and that word. Let's just worship, but feel free to slip out as you're um, ready to do so.